is this idea of universal consciousness. And it was kind of what Einstein was talking about uh, and Tesla was talking about. And, um, the, you know, Einstein famously said, you know, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. Like he, he understood there was something else. And, and so did Tesla. Whether you are a seasoned spiritual seeker or just starting out on your spiritual path, this podcast has something for everyone. The mission is to inspire enthusiasm for the spiritual part of your journey through unique perspectives around mind, body, and spirit. Join me and other enthusiastic souls as we share weekly episodes of how amazing life is when you embrace the spiritual parts of your journey. This and all episodes can be found on my website, tntspiritworks.com. And if you would like to watch the episodes, please check out TNT Spirit Works YouTube channel. So grab your favorite drink, sit back and relax because another enthusiastic episode starts now. Welcome back to Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa. How well are you with embracing your inner light, that energy that you radiate into everything you do, that energy that others can feel emanating from you? If you are in need of some support in that area, my guest today is here to motivate and support you in finding and embracing more light in your life. His name is Kevin L. McCrudden, also known as Mr. Motivation and America's CMO, Chief Motivation Officer, and is the author and award-winning creator of The Light of Man. After dedicating over 20 years to the field of personal and professional development, and motivational, inspirational management, leadership, and sales training, he is now an award-winning filmmaker. Kevin has spoken in almost every state in America and has appeared on international radio and TV programs, in addition to being a TV, radio, and a podcast host. In addition to being an international author and keynote commencement speaker, Kevin is a former semi-professional soccer player, candidate for political office, entrepreneur, and college lecturer. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you, Teresa. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> well, do you think you've been on a little journey there, Kevin? <laughs> you think, right? Yeah, as we all have. But yes, that one's been a long one. I think so. Well, I'd love for you to tell me and my listeners about how you found your inner enthusiasm through the motivation that you brought forth to where you're at today, Kevin. Teresa, I think what's interesting is that obviously we all have a journey. And um, for me, being the youngest of uh, an Irish-American family, my parents came here from Ireland after World War II uh, with my four eldest brothers and sisters and, um, you know, had four more here, uh, nice Irish Catholics. And, um, you know, I think the idea that they instilled in us is that America is the greatest country in the history of the world and that in America you could achieve anything. So, I think from an early age, that idea of being motivated or inspired um, has been just a part of my life. And then uh, being the youngest of five boys, my other uh, four brothers were professional athletes. So one was a professional fighter, my brother Christian, who unfortunately just lost recently. And then my other brothers were professional soccer players. So in, in my household, uh, there, there was no sitting around. There was no laying around. Uh, it was about performance. It was about being motivated and, and, and trying to achieve. And so I think that uh, has been instilled at an early age, being motivated and energized. And then that's that stayed with me most of my life. Um, when people ask me, like, what, you know, what led me to be into this motivational space and inspirational space, you know, not to be too rude, but I, I said, life kicked my ass. And, and I think, you know, for a lot of us, it doesn't always work out the way we intended. 
And uh, it's how we respond to those challenging moments. And, and that's been a big piece of this journey. So a lot of it, I hear what I hear you saying is it inspired from your family? Yeah, absolutely. That was instilled early, but that motivation to continue to persevere. Look, we can all be inspired by different things, right? But, you know, the motivation, that daily motivation of, you know, getting up and getting the work done, um, that's that's the challenge is actually every day uh, the performance of, of getting things done. And, and now, you know, 25 years into this journey after creating National Motivation and Inspiration Day, uh, you know, look, I was so inspired by the actions of people after 9-11. So while we watched and saw the tragedy, I saw this unity. I saw people working together. It didn't matter who you are, where you were from. People wanted to help out. And the thought was like, why does it take a tragedy for us to work together, to collaborate, to be unified and connected? And so that journey now uh, has been you know 20-something years uh, of uh, motivating, inspiring, uplifting people, you know, eight books and audio books later, um, that really has been my, my focus now for most of my career. I'm really glad you brought up that, and especially around 9-11, because I, that just came up recently when I was talking to someone and how, gosh, it was so paid. I mean, like I too, I believe America is the best country in the world. I do. And I love being American. And there's clearly a reason why I incarnated through America and the energy of America. And but that after that event of 9-11, like the patriotism and the community and there, it was so unique and it was so inspiring. As a matter of fact, during that time, I went to New York City about six weeks after the event. I already had something planned and everyone around me was like, don't go, don't go. Are you, are you kidding me? Go. So we went and it was the most inspiring event and a more inspiring um, visit I've ever had because I've been there since then. But that time frame of America and what we experienced energetic-wise was just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and I think it's happened several times since then where there's been events throughout the world. Uh, right now, you know, we look at Ukraine. Um, you know, the unification, people coming together uh, to face these challenges and saying, look, I'm with you. I got your back. And I find interestingly, as we're talking about light and energy and sharing energy and unification, um, you know, The Light of Man is an evolution after my first book, Who Are You?, where I introduced the most significant addition to Maslow's hierarchy of needs in 60 years. So as a, as a trainer uh, who had conducted management and leadership programs, uh, Maslow's hierarchy continued to appear in, in training materials. And the question for me was always, how can a one-dimensional model represent the complexity of a multidimensional life? And, and it can't. So that's how I created the multidimensional model of, of uh, Maslow's hierarchy, the 21st century multidimensional hierarchy of needs. But that top piece, that self-actualized piece, the fulfillment piece, that's, that's, the, pinnacle. that's the pinnacle of our lives. That's the pinnacle of the human experience is to, to be fulfilled, to, to fulfill that energy and that light and that commonality uh, that we all share. And that's what has led uh, 20 years later to the light of man and this unifying message uh, that we all have in common and, and, and how we should all be embracing it. Oh, I just love it because that is exactly, it feels like where we're all moving towards and we have to, I mean, cause we're at a pivotal point and I, I feel our existence of, you know, the polarities and, and the differences between, you know, religion or politics or whatever it looks like. Um, we have to have that fulfillment and also that commonality. And like you said, that collective coming together as a 
a unified, you know, um, you know, consciousness moving forward because that's the only way we're going to survive. And it's funny because the other day I was thinking like, God, do we need another tragedy to come upon, like to really bring us all together again? And I, it, it, who wants that, right? <laughs> well, we're, we're facing it with, you know, with whatever you want to call it, whether you call it global warming or where you, whether you call it the dying of our planet or whatever it is that you want to define it as, there's something happening. And, and, and so you can't, you can't ignore it. I, I think anyone that that's ignoring it, like, oh, you know, all these storms and all this stuff that's going on and, you know, essentially the Western part of America becoming a desert, um, you know, look, there's only so much you can ignore. And so we're, we're in a global battle and, and it is something that we all need to be aware of, but what can we do collaboratively? What can we do together? How do we transform, change, transcend? How do we change our behaviors? And one of the things that I talk about in the light of man is this idea of evolution and how we're not really evolving. And, and I hate to say it, the dumbing down, not only of America, but dumbing down of a lot of places around the world, um, the kinds of things that people watch, the TV shows they watch, the, the things that they do for entertainment, we're not becoming more sophisticated, we're not evolving, um, and yet we're being called to evolve. And so people like you that are on sort of the cutting edge, the leading edge, like, hey, come along here because there's something else that's calling us. You should probably pay attention to this. And so when we talk about consciousness and awareness, a lot of people just aren't there yet. They're just not there. But do you believe, Kevin, that we're all there? We're all at different places that as souls, you know, we're not we're not all at the same place energetically. Do you believe that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a part of the evolution. I think we're all, we all have different journeys. We all have different missions on our, our time here on the planet. Um, but I think through science and, and in light of man, we prove this. Uh, and obviously it's a, a conversation that's been going on is this idea of universal consciousness. And it was kind of what Einstein was talking about uh, and Tesla was talking about. And, um, the, you know, Einstein famously said, you know, the more I study science, the more I believe in God, like he, he understood there was something else. And, and so did Tesla. And so to, to incorporate that into the movie, I think is powerful in the sense that, look, science is proving this existence. But what I, what I feel proud of was one of the segments in the movie, we talk about uh, Native Americans, indigenous people of America and, and throughout the world is they believe a, a very fundamental thing that we're all connected, that we're all connected to the planet, to the universe, to everything around it. They may have had multiple gods. And unfortunately, Western Europeans that came here said, no, we have to convert you to Christianity. And so the reality is, is the more we're learning, the more we understand science and, and this universal consciousness, the more we can reflect on the Native Americans and indigenous people and say, oh, you were right in the first place. <laughs> They're pretty damn connected, right, Kevin? <laughs> but that's their culture. That was their right. culture. And, and the thing that's interesting is it reflects or connects to many of the, the Far Eastern philosophies of, about life and spirituality. And, and uh, in, in India, the idea of Sanskrit and, and uh, our, our connectivity to the planet, to the universe. It's not foreign, but I don't know how it got from the Far East to the Native Americans in America without any flights. I don't know. I don't know of anyone that flew to tell them about it. So right. kind of amazing, kind of amazing. It's kind of like, well, those, um, what a lot of people talk about universal truths, 
that permeate between like, you know, the shamanism, the, the Indians, the Hindus, wherever the native Americans, they all have that universal truth and they bring it forth. And what comes to me too, is how they're so connected, a lot of them to the planet and to the stars. So it's like that, you know, above and below connection. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So what are some keys that you can leave people with understanding how to get that fulfillment in their lives, how to motivate themselves to move forward? Because there's Obviously, there's a lot going on. I mean, every day there's a lot going on, right? But lately, mm-hmm. with a lot of people leaving the planet and a lot of things, you know, still kind of up in the air as to how are things really going to turn out day to day, what are some keys that you give people to help them really feel that inner fulfillment and and the motivation that really just keep on going? So I think the, the interesting thing is that in dealing with uh, my executive coaching clients, the people that I work with closely, um, you know, look, a lot of them make a lot of money. And, and here in America, look, that is the sort of underlying motivation is people are motivated by capitalism. People are motivated by making money. This millennial group seems to have distanced themselves from that. There's, you know, anti-authoritarianism. There's, there's essentially, you know, they're against sort of the status quo. And they are doing some interesting things and making some interesting changes. But the people that I work with that are traditionalists that have made a lot of money in their careers, what they're trying to find now is they're trying to find some peace and some balance. And so that's where what you're doing, what we're talking about is this coaching of, right, so what's next? And so we all know that money can't buy love or happiness or health. And so when we talk about this, this sense of uh, inner peace, you know, it starts with uh, prayer and meditation. Uh, finding that center, finding our, not only our core belief system, but our core value. So that's a part of it. But then it's about coaching and making decisions. It's about decision-making on a daily basis. And as we all try to juggle family, friends, job, career, financial challenges, um, that's where the stress, anxiety, pressure, those are the things that kind of pull us apart and pull us away from this consciousness that we're talking about. And so, look, we can't we can't spend every day in uh, tranquility or in nirvana and, and not get things done. And that's one of the greatest pushbacks I get is like, hey, Kev, look, I'd love to meditate for an hour or two in the morning, still get to the gym to work out. And then I still got to get to work and then I still got to get home. It's like I get it. Like I, I get it. The realistic piece is how do you find that inner light, that inner energy that we're all born with? And um, and then kind of find that stillness. And uh, in the movie, I have this uh, great woman who's uh, uh, my theologian, my religious expert, uh, Dr. Beale Hoffer, Bonnie Hoffer. And she's uh, not only a theologian, but she's also a psychologist, a neuroscientist. And, and what she takes out of the Bible is the verse of, you know, be still and know that I am God. So whether so whether you're you know you believe in Allah, whether you believe in God or Elohim or Krishna or Creator, it's all the same thing. It's all the same higher power that helps motivate and energize this planet. So when you tap into it, it's largely about going in, not out. And that's the biggest transformation, I think, for most people is to understand this idea that all this outward energy that we're spending yelling at people because they're Democrats or Republicans or they have different belief systems or this antagonism or these accusations, that's not the answer. The answer is inside, not outside. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where 100%. 
And that's where you, you have been, you're in this space. And there are, this is a growing number. It's a growing group of people that are saying, the answer's inside, not outside. And so we, we have to help lead people. And I think what the light of man is doing is, um, and it's really what I've done for most of my career, is, is taking some fairly complex ideas and simplifying them so that the, the common man, the normal person can look at it and say, well, wait a second, right? So what essentially, the, the one thing that I'm saying in the light of man that literally, I guess, hasn't been really said in 10,000 years, 100,000 years, is so that very spark that creates all living things at the very instant of creation is God. God, Allah, Elohim, creator, whatever you want to call it, that is God. And it stays with us until we die. And then that energy, depending upon what you believe, it, it leaves. And when it leaves, I, I'm not sure where it goes. I'm not sure what it does. Some people believe in reincarnation. Some people believe it goes somewhere else. It translates, whatever that next stage is. But in dealing with the expert in near-death experience, is Dr. Raymond Moody. He's talked to thousands and thousands of people that have, have at least gone halfway there and then have come back. So, so the folks that have gone there and saw whatever they saw with light and energy and came back to share it with us, we know that there's at least that far. We, we know that at least as far as they got through the turnstile or through the front door and then came back, they could tell us at least what they've seen. And so um, I think all of us embracing that. That that knowledge that we are all truly connected and not only a global consciousness and a string theory, but also as we live here, if we could learn to embrace and respect each other, I think that's the next piece. How do we get people to do it? We came close with COVID. We came close because people were respecting each other, respecting each other's spaces for obvious reasons. And people were concerned that people were dying. And, and I think there was genuine empathy. So close. And that was global. So, I mean, people are, they're capable. We're capable of it. Just what's, what's the compelling reason for us to actually get along, to collaborate, to work together? And to me, that seems like it's individual, but each person has to individually get there. So having a beautiful movie like yours, The Light of Man, available to people to watch and to really explore who they are as a soul and, and the different religions and the different perspectives is really what we need. I mean, that's why I love doing this podcast, because there's all kinds of different ways that people are exploring and and resonating with different people, different events. But having a beautiful movie like yours, I mean, it's it's great. It's, it's much needed, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks so much. I, I think once again, we're all on journeys Teresa, and, and you found your voice through this podcast to speak to people. And, you know, I have a podcast and I, I, I love doing interviews and I love meeting people. And it's so fascinating isn't it? when you get to meet just really interesting people and what their thought process is and the things that they've done. And I know that through my motivational speaking career, you know, I used to say to people like, look, I may not be the guy. It may be Tony Robbins, it may be Brian Tracy, it may be Deepak Chopra, it may be Wayne Dyer. Like, I get it. So if you don't follow me or listen to me, follow one of them, because we're, we're sharing similar messages to motivate, to inspire, to uplift, to, to help people live a better life. 
So if it's not me, it's, it's okay. And so what you're doing is you're a voice, you're a voice out there in the universe saying, hey, guys, we got to awaken a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, the first, the first part is an individual journey of awareness. The first thing is that people have to be aware. They, they have to be aware that there's something that's changing. There's, there's something that's evolving in this universe, this planet around us. And the, the planet's talking. And I think there's, there's a movement towards this consciousness. So that's happening too. So people just have to find that moment of stillness to say, wait a second, I need to become aware. I need to be enlightened about there's something else going on here. And so for you, for me, probably for millions of other people that are in the space, I, I call the light of man a divine journey. Because frankly, I don't think I could have thought of all the things that I've put into the, the book and the movie. I, they kind of came to me. The people that I have in the movie, there's, there's, there is no way that in my life or career, I would have connected with these people. There's really no reason for me to have connected with them. And somehow they came at all the right time and all the right place for me to have them in the movie. Absolutely divine. Right. So, so I've lived it. Right. And, and, and someone like you, I know you've lived it. It's just things happen sometimes. It's like, I, all right, I get it. You're showing off. I get it. I get it. Like whatever the energy is, it's like, I get it. Thank you. All right. Right. You know, so. sometimes you're, you're, we're, we're the tools, we're the channels, we, we you know, we show up, Kevin. That's the big thing, too, is a lot of people, it's damn showing up. Like, you have to show up yeah. and be sincere about what you're offering. And you are clearly sincere and very motivated to bring this forth and really help help the masses or, or those that can find it. So let's talk about, is it already available and how can people find this documentary? Yeah, so it's it's not. So thanks for asking. So um, I, you know, the little plug. So the, the audio book, the light of man is out there. So you can go to audible to download it. The, the book really is Dr. Hoffer and I talking about the Reverend Dr. Hoffer and I really talking about, uh, the diversity of religious beliefs and how expansive they are. And then how much we have in common. So if I, and I don't want to say this the wrong way, but if, if I were to say that there's a battleground with this idea of the light of man, it's about religion because people want to embrace and hold on to their personal beliefs, their personal, the way they were brought up, the, the religious beliefs that they have. And it's fine. It's fine. That's okay. But now I have the movie coming out and with the movie coming out, um, it actually incorporates a little bit more. So it's not just the religious piece, it's history, it's science, it's metaphysics, it's quantum physics, it's string theory. And it really now builds on the whole message of it puts the whole piece together. And so um, we're finished with the movie. And so now it's literally just waiting to be sold. So who's who's going to buy it? Is it Netflix? Is it Hulu? Is it, you know, in the movie theaters? Is it so it's exciting, nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> the, the, the movie itself has taken me approximately about 12 years from concept to completion and certainly the past three years through COVID, really focused energy on getting it done. And, and, I, and I'll tell you, Avalon Media, my producer, Dominic, and his team, Kevin, Fred, and some others, there's just no way I could have done it without them. And that was sort of a divine gift for them to show up in my life to, to help complete the, the project. So we'll know within the next 
month where where it can be seen. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know, Kevin, I honor you and your process and in your determination to get this out there to the masses. And I'll definitely have the link in the show notes for you know, them to access the Audible book and the book and get that. And then definitely put on that the links too whenever the movie's out there, where to find it at. So Absolutely. I really want to thank you so much for coming on. Your motivation is um, is awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. And in the movie, Teresa, one of the things that I, I, I clearly bring up is I embrace our history, the world's history. And one of the things that I embrace is... Uh, you know, the ancient wisdom of uh, Sanskrit and, and India. And so one of the ancient words that they use is namaste. And for those of us that uh, practice yoga and meditation, uh, you know, namaste is used a lot. It's that thing of the light in me, knowledge is the light in you. But actually the ancient version of namaste is the divine in me acknowledges the divine in you. And what I'd like to say, which in the movie I say is, I would like to believe that back then what they meant, the divine, the light of God within me, acknowledges the divine, the light of God within you. So when I say namaste, I acknowledge the light of God within you. And namaste back to you, Kevin. (laughs) God bless. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hello, everybody. Well, a big thanks again for Kevin for stopping by today and sharing his beautiful, motivational, enthusiastic energy for his new documentary to come, as well as his audiobook and book, The Light of Man. I appreciate him so very, very much. And thanks to all of you for listening in to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. I appreciate all of you also. And make sure that if you've not subscribed, that you do subscribe, please like, please share this episode or any other episode that you might have enjoyed with your friends and family. And until next week, just remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey.